Virtually Analog, a podcast about video games, board games, and the ever-blurring line between. I'm Lex, and I love board games. I'm Matthew, and I love video games. So every episode, we talk a little bit about what we've been playing, um, what we're excited about, some game-related news, and just kind of the general melding of the two worlds of uh, tabletop gaming and and virtual gaming. Uh, Matt, what have you been playing this week? I've been playing some Deep Rock Galactic, per the norm, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. tried and true. I've also been playing Fortnite. It's just a great uh, cross-platform game. Play with pals. And uh, recently, a friend of mine brought over his old Xbox 360, and my roommate and I, as well as a few other pals, we've been playing some Call of Duty Zombies, which has been a an awesome throwback. Oh man, I remember playing those. Yeah, <laughs> as, a, as a young and yeah, back in high school was when I even yeah. played them at all. You know, so yeah, it, Zombies is great. It was super fun, and uh, my roommate's actually in the next room right now on his own <laughs> solo run. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, I think that's you know, there's something to be said about like those late night, you know. Uh, couch co-op just game jams that we used to have when we were younger you know i think that that's something you you don't really do too much anymore it kind of related to that i don't know how much you've heard about uh dark alliance have you ever played that game no i've heard about it i never played it no yeah so dark alliance is like a dungeons and dragons uh based crpg it's kind of third person shooter type or not shooter because it's Dungeons and Dragons, but it's an older game, but they recently announced that they are remaking it. And even more recently, the devs came out and said that the couch co-op mode won't be released with the game, which upset a lot of people because it's, that was like why you played the game, you know, Mm -hmm. was to sit down with your friends and play this game, uh, you know, on the couch with them um, together. And it's like a cooperative, like, you know, not just with video games, but with board games too. like cooperative is my favorite way to play. Um, And so for the developers to kind of push that aside in order to get this game out on time is pretty unfortunate. It's kind of mm. disappointing, but yeah, didn't um, you, I, I was looking at the article and doesn't it, it said you were mentioning that they have plans to bring it to couch. Yeah. So that's what, that's what they say is that it's not available at, it won't be available at launch, which kind of it's insinuates that it might be coming in the future. Yeah. It's just, it's just, I don't know if I trust that. Like, could you imagine if they were going to make, if they announced that they were going to remake golden eye, right. And then like weeks before it launched, they're like, oh, by the way, we didn't have time to put local co-op in. (laughs) It's like, then what's the point? There's there's (laughs) literally no point. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Like everybody wants to play. The thing that everybody loved about playing Goldeneye was picking odd job and wrecking all of your (laughs) brothers and sisters. Picking knickknack and being impossible (laughs) to kill. Yeah. and, And so like. To to do that is just kind of it kills the spirit of the game, I feel like. And it's like, mm-hmm. why even remake it at all if yeah. you're not going to do it right out the gate? But so we'll see. I mean, I, I just don't trust the promises made by a lot of big devs anymore. And I don't know what who's developing that game. But yeah, well, even if it isn't a big dev, if it's a little dev, that's almost even worse, because if the game doesn't do really financially well, what There's, is going to no motivate that, them or yeah. are they going to have the resources to finish the job? Right. Yeah. Um, at least with a big developer, they have the like stockholders to appease. And so if the game bombs because they didn't deliver on their promises, like cyberpunk, right? Like mm-hmm. they have someone with a fire under their butt saying, make this right. Right. <laughs> Where yeah. an indie developer <laughs> would just be like, eh, sorry, it didn't happen. You know? Right. Um, but that being said, I don't know if you knew this is a little interesting bit of uh, information is that um, GoldenEye, the local co-op mode, which I referred to, that actually wasn't even part of the game. Um, like <laughs> that wasn't even planned to be part of the game. I don't know if you knew this, but no. the execs at Nintendo didn't even know that it was in the game when they launched it. The developers had snuck the local co-op mode into no the way. game. Yeah. When they made, when they published the game, uh, and it ended up being the best part of that game, you know? So it's like, 
it's this is almost the opposite of that, right? Right. <laughs> it's like <laughs> rather than sneaking in a mode that made that game popular, they ended up having to sneak out the mode <laughs> that made this game popular. So mm-hmm. it's like uh, hoping you know, nobody notices, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. So anything else you played, Matthew? Uh, that's about it, you know, just like some phone games here and there, but, uh, it's been kind of a slow gaming week. Yeah. I think I haven't had as much time for gaming as I would have liked, but that's kind of my life. But (laughs) that being said, I did finally get my, uh, I ordered myself a Christmas present in December and it finally got to me, uh, this game called too many bones. Have you ever heard of it, Matthew? Uh, no, I, I haven't heard of it, but I did get to see a little bit on Twitch playing it and it seems, yeah. Yeah, so it is a it's a board game. It's kind of a dice building RPG um, where you play as these little uh, characters called gear locks. And they're kind of a cross between like elves and dwarfs and Hmm. gnomes. Um, And yeah, there it's it's actually so I have a hard time recommending the game, not because it's not a great game. It is Uh, a lot of people consider it one of the best solo and co-op games that you can buy that money can buy but that money can buy is the part of the reason why i have a hard time recommending it because it is not a cheap game uh not only did i buy it for myself for christmas but i also buy it bought it for myself as kind of a reward to myself for finding a new job like when i i only bought it when i knew i was gonna have money coming in like uh, uh you know and i could afford it uh because it is they it is not cheap but the quality of the components justify the cost, in my opinion. Uh, now, what that means to everybody else, like how much a board game should cost, is going to vary from person to person, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom thinks that paying $20 for a board game is too much. Yeah. Right? So, you know, it just it kind of depends on, on where you're coming from and what you can afford. But I, th- I am a firm believer that board games are for everybody, right and cost shouldn't be a barrier to entry uh for board games and i think you know developers while i'm very happy that a board game like too many bones exists and that it's kind of like this um really special thing where they went all out for like these really nice components it would be nice if they also made kind of like a more affordable affordable version shelf friendly Um, version right right that 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 just makes it more accessible to people who don't have kind of the financial stability yeah. that, that others do. Yeah, but so. I'm sure for connoisseurs like yourself, I guess you could say, <laughs> it, it's a, probably refreshing, you know? Yeah, it is kind of nice to like, it, it, you know, there are people who who are board gamers because they like to play board games and there are people who are board gamers because they like to collect board games, <laughs> right? And there's, and there's, you know, very there's kind of, um, you can be, in both camps, right? And and go from one end of the spectrum to the other. I'm very much a person who I love playing the games and that's primarily why I buy them, but I also really like when I buy when I find a game I love, I like to get everything I can for it. Uh that's true of Root as well. Um and that's definitely going to be tr- true of Too Many Bones. Uh I think that it's easily up in my top 5 board games of all time mm. so uh another game that similarly i can't really recommend but i did get to play recently uh is the stardew valley board game i talked about it a lot on our last episode uh, cool. i've also been playing the stardew valley uh video game on stream i think the stardew valley board game is really good and while while i would love to do a full episode just talking about the stardew valley uh, board game and like comparing it to the video game and stuff. Uh, I, I don't think we should do that. I don't think it's responsible for us to do that because hmm. the big reason why is because the board game is not available anymore. You cannot go and buy it retail. The only way to get your hands on the board game, if you didn't pre-order it like I did, is to buy it off of eBay for pe- from people who are scalping it and charging uh. Far more than it's worth, right? Um, and so it doesn't feel right to be like, let's talk about this game that nobody, none of our listeners could actually play, especially when the video game costs 15 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and is arguably more fun, <laughs> um, or like more hours of entertainment, right? 
Um, so yeah, I just like, it felt kind of not right to be like, Hey, let's talk about the, how great this board game is. Um, when Mm, when it's not available, like, yeah, I had no idea that they weren't making any more copies. So, well, so, so they made 20,000 copies. They sold out of it on, in the first 24 hours. Uh, they said a new print will be coming soon. Uh, but that could be anywhere from like three months from now. So, Hopefully they realize that, like, of course, a board game, a version of Stardew Valley is going to be really popular and they're they're going to make way more copies. They're going to make it available worldwide. Um, And hopefully they're going to take the numbers that they made from the small release, right? The Mm pre-release and and go to major retailers like Target, Target and Barnes and Noble have been stocking up on board games right Mm -hmm. and hopefully they take the 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 success to these big retailers and say hey people love this game let's make it available worldwide um and affordable worldwide uh hopefully that happens who knows Mm -hmm. but yeah uh overall my my personal thoughts of the stardew valley board game are very positive i think it touches on all of the great notes that the that the video game has and if you can if you have friends who were able to snag a copy and you have a way to play it then i highly recommend playing it but i absolutely do not recommend going on ebay and buying it from scalpers i just can't in good faith do that so last i want to talk about is uh dune imperium uh i got to play a couple of rounds of that, both solo and uh, actually with a couple of buddies of mine, one of them being your brother, Matthew. Uh, oh, we, yeah. We played for our first episode of the Board Game Book Club, which was really fun. We streamed it on Twitch, so you can it's actually uh, saved as a VOD on Twitch if you want to go watch that. Uh, our first portion of that, the one that you can watch on Twitch, is spoiler free. So if you don't know anything about Dune, you can still go and enjoy us talking about the book and playing a few rounds of the game. Um, if you're interested at all, the the Dune board game is is really great. Um, both your brother Nathan and uh, my friend Alex, who joined us as well, um, the, neither of them are really board game players mm-hmm. as much. Um, and they picked up the board game pretty quickly. And I think that they enjoyed it as almost as much as I did. So cool. Uh, yeah. So that's I, I love, I love the book. So I would love to yeah, <laughs> yeah. try anything. You know, I'm super excited for the movie. The board game yeah. is just an extension of that love. I would guess. Speaking of movies, Matthew, yes. you just uh, did a great transition into our topic for this week. Totally. intentional. Um, we are actually going to be talking about upcoming movies and TV shows based off of games, uh, mostly video games. They're not as of this point, they're not really making a whole lot of video and TV shows based off of board games, um, but some really popular IPs are coming to the big and little screen uh, ba- that are based off of some video games. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, let's let's get into you that. You can go I'll, ahead I'll and just like start one. going down the list. Yeah. 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 So we, we have kind of an extensive list here. I, I was kind of surprised when we were like, OK, let's name off a few <laughs> movies that are coming up. <laughs> based off of games and uh, the list just kept on getting longer and longer. So we're not going to delve too much into all of the details, especially because for some of these, there's just not a whole lot known about them yet. Um, but yeah, we'll start with the, the ones that are, they're coming up uh, sooner. Uh, the one that I think a lot of people are anticipating that I'm certainly looking forward to is the new mortal Kombat movie. Um, yeah, I'm one of the few people I would guess that loved the original <laughs> mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> I think it was one like the video game. It was one of the first like R rated movies that I wasn't supposed to watch that I did watch <laughs> as a kid. Uh, and just, I have just a really big fondness for the, the movie because of that. Um, yeah, it's, I thought that the original it's corny as hell. <laughs> um, and the graphics are not great. They do not <laughs> hold up well, but, uh, the graphics for this new one, I, you can go and watch the trailer. The release date for the new one is April 16th. 
2021 so it's coming yeah, up real wow. soon uh the trailer looks great i don't really know of the actors in it or the director or anything like that there are a lot of unknowns there but the trailer makes it look pretty good of course that's a trailer's job is to make it look good um but i think that like i've watched oh, a little wait. bit of like uh i've i've read an interview with the director and him talking about like the heart of the original games and like what they were trying to capture in the movie. And mm-hmm. it sounds like they're really on the right track. So I'm pretty excited about that. What do you think? Yeah. And I, uh, there was one thing that I heard about it. Uh, one cast member, I'm trying to remember who it was. I'll have to, I'd have to look it up, but he is a super famous, um, actor, I think in Japan or maybe it was China, you know, by mistake mixing wherever he's yeah. from up. Yeah, his name's, um, yeah, that's who it is. I think he plays Scorpion, uh, Hiroyuki Sanada. He is a huge, mm. like, action star. Um, Interesting. I over in the East, that. and uh, <laughs> it makes me super excited because one of my pleasures is, like, cheesy kung fu movies or, like, martial sure. arts movies. Yeah. And, you know, the super awesome choreography that they do in those and so i'm super hopeful for this mortal Kombat film for, of like an awesome mix of uh practical effects including like chore- choreography you know for the fights as well as uh, sure. computer generated so yeah it, it's yeah. <laughs> definitely a hype movie coming up and it's coming so fast april yeah. 16th holy crap that's crazy i'm, I'm pretty excited for it hmm. Uh, um, do you want to talk about the next one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, next one on our list was the Uncharted uh, series. Oh, no, it was a film. Excuse me. Yeah, Un- it's Uncharted a movie, movie yeah. uh, that is coming out July 16th of this year. And it's starring Tom Holland, which uh, I keep forgetting about. And it's super exciting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's a pretty controversial pick, honestly. Like, yeah, Tom Holland, I love him as an actor. But when you think of Nathan Drake is the first person you think of Tom Holland? Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, that's a good no. point. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm super excited for him to portray, uh, and hopefully this is what they're going for. I would be surprised if it's not, but a younger Nathan Drake, you know, yeah. because there's parts of the games where he plays him as a young boy, you know, getting right. into his trade, and it is super cool. Sure. And yeah, I don't know what you think about Tom Holland as the, the lead, but uh, he's kind of, you know, he... In our minds, I think in most people's minds, they have like the hair, the Spider-Man, like kind of goofy, awkward kid. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of, yeah, you're right. It is a controversial pick, but yeah. I think, what is that other film that That's he was recently thing, though. I think like you, like you said, he's kind of typecasted at this, as this kind of, I don't necessarily think goofy is the right word, but like, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Not necessarily. Uh, just kind of like, like innocent, like. Uh, yeah, like not really, you, you wouldn't equate the word rugged to him. No, right? <laughs> uh, Nathan like, Drake kind of has the suave, like um, yeah, he's kind of like an Indiana Jones type character, a little bit, yeah, but a little more it, quippy, I guess. Yeah, and, yeah, and the quippiness, I think Tom Holland has. I think he could yeah. nail that. Uh, right. Like you said, it just kind of depends on the direction they go with the film with him. If they're, tr- if you know where in if they're trying to create like a new origin story for Nathan Drake or just try to not necessarily a new one, but just kind of like get into the origin story in a way that the games Mm -hmm. didn't Mm -hmm. really touch on. Um, Maybe that could be good, but I don't know. I think like I am, I'm going to watch it. (laughs) I think (laughs) uh, I, I have faith in Tom Holland. I think he's an incredible actor and I'm really looking forward to seeing him in any role. So I think that, uh, based off of that alone, I think he he could might be able to do a good job. But yeah, kind of what really you were tough. saying. Um, I I hate I'd hate for him to like fall into um, a particular role of just the yeah. young kind of starry eyed, good looking guy. Starry eyed. Um, that's a great uh, yeah word for I, I, it. Yeah, it's not goofy. But so yeah, I am hopeful eyed. for this film. Yeah. And there was one other film that he was cast in recently. That's like about him as like a drug addict, and he's like. Struggling, huh. I don't know, and so I'm ex- I'm excited to see Tom Holland uh, in and other more serious roles, roles yeah. try to break break out of that type right. type yeah. casting for sure. Yeah, do cool. you want to talk about the next one that we have? Yeah, in so um, so next in the list we have the Last of Us TV show, which is being produced by HBO. Uh, there's not a release date for it yet; it's to be announced, and it's starring Pedro Pascal as uh, Joel and Bella Ramsey 
as uh, Ellie. Ellie. Mm-hmm. Really, really good casting choices. I'm really excited for yeah. that one. That's going to that, be good. It's like I've been saying, it's perfect. It's a perfect story for film or for yeah. TV. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I think even you know, better for TV. I think they're not going to have to rush it. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> and I think HBO, it's a long HBO game. It's like a 40 really hour game at, or like, something. Yeah. HBO is really good at those kind of heavier topic, gritty right. uh, type of shows. And I think they're going to knock this one out of the park. So super excited for that one, uh, especially because one of my closest friends, it's his you know favorite game of all time. The first one was and he loves the second one. Sure. Um, and so I fell in love with the games because he had me play through it. And so, yeah, I, awesome. I just am excited for more adaptations of good stories from video games. And this yeah. is what we're getting. So speaking of stories and video games, uh, there is a game out called Oxenfree, which not a whole lot of people have heard of. But um, if you want to learn more about it, the most ep- recent episode of Broke in Gaming, uh, the podcast that our friend of the show Shay is on, uh, they did their most recent episode on Oxenfree. And they talk at length about the the game. It sounds very interesting to me. They say one of the the positives of the game is its plot, so much so that uh, a TV show has been greenlit for it, which is amazing because all wow. the all of the movies that, and shows that we've talked about up until this point have been big titles, right? Triple A releases, right. yeah. Right? Yeah. Oxenfree is an indie game, <laughs> you know, and the mm-hmm. fact that. The story was so good that they're bringing it to television is really cool. Um, so I, I'm not I haven't played the game myself. I don't think you have either, Matthew. No, no. I. Um, yeah. So if you want to go listen to people who have played it, talk about it. Uh, go listen to uh, the podcast Broke in Gaming. Um, that's Broke Space, the letter N space gaming there. It's a great podcast. Uh, go listen to that episode and all the rest of the episodes and give them a follow. Tell them, tell them we sent you, um, and tell them yeah. to send send you back here afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> and after you're done listening to them, go come back here, re-listen to this episode, and, <laughs> and we'll send and you share back the there. show with your friends. <laughs> anyway, um, go well, ahead, Matthew. Talk about the next oh one. yeah, next one, um, the sequel to the Sonic movie. You know, Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, Jim Carrey, who plays the voice of Sonic. I, I can't even remember. It is the guy from Parks and Rec. Oh, his name is on the tip of my tongue. He's so funny, though. Anyways, uh, um, yeah. I never saw Sonic, the first movie, which is yeah, strange because, you know, I love love games. But yeah, the, the sequel is set for April 8th, 2022 is what I'm reading. Yeah. So, yeah, um, um, that's cool. I think they announced pretty much right after the first Sonic that the second one was coming, which is cool. Yeah, I think they would be the, they would be stupid not to with the. Yeah, I think that, that uh, Sonic is like the second most um the highest grossing movie based on of a video game um mm-hmm. and i know that because i listened to the most recent episode of broke in gaming so go listen to that um matthew can you guess the first one do you remember the first the highest, the highest grossing game um, oh yeah <laughs> it was uh you, you told me it was uh yeah. detective pikachu is it right? was detective pikachu yeah <laughs> Uh, they they ha- they did a little quiz at the end of the last episode where they talked about this. So it was Detective you sound Pikachu. you sound a little dejected with that answer. <laughs> no, no, I think I have not seen the movie, but it has oh, Ryan, okay, yeah. it has Ryan Reynolds, and I love Ryan Reynolds. So. It, it's it's worth it. I think yeah, yeah, we were talking about it's it's a fun. It's in my opinion, by no means a great movie. Uh, yeah. Super fun to watch, though. Yeah, and funny. I love Ryan know? Reynolds. I definitely give it a shot. Um, and then the third one, I'm sure you remember, was a shock to me, uh, and probably <laughs> to everyone who learns about this. It is the movie Rampage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the, movie the original the game Rock. is super fun. Uh, yeah, it was just Rampage was the third highest grossing. <laughs> really, movie based I mean, on maybe I just have not been seeing movies much in the past couple of years because, yeah. in my opinion, like. I felt like there was a bunch of advertisement for that movie, but no yeah. more than any other, you know, rock movie. Um, like it felt just like another rock movie, you know, but like, oh, it's about Rampage the game, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got to tell you, I I did not see the movie in theaters. I had no intentions of watching the movie. And tonight uh, I recently got HBO because my parents have it and they shared their login with me. And I saw it on there and I was 
rocking my daughter to sleep. And I thought, oh, okay, well, I have to record the podcast in about an hour. I'm going to turn on this piece of dog shit movie (laughs) and rock my daughter to sleep. And then I'll turn it off and then we could record the podcast. I ended up watching the whole movie, man. (laughs) Uh, Not only did I end up watching the whole movie, I cried at the end. (laughs) Wow. It is a very cool. It is a good movie. (laughs) I am blown away. (laughs) Like you said about Detective Pikachu, it's not a perfect movie. It's not a great movie, Um, but it is not nearly as corny as I thought it was going to be. It was like, (laughs) obviously, The Rock. I don't think The Rock can do no wrong. I think that anything The Rock is in, I will go see happily. Uh, I'm not saying he's always been in great movies, but I I really enjoy The Rock. I think he's a really great performer. Yeah. What? He's a great performer. Yeah, he's a great he performer and entertainer, right? Like mm-hmm. in his transition from like, uh, you know, wrestling, wrestling to, you know, TV and movies, I think is really amazing. And I think that he's he's really good in just about everything. Um, I think the fact that the two main leads in the movie are people of color is really cool. And that's not like that's not like a big deal they made about it, about the mm-hmm. movie. Um and then I think that and that uh, was way before there was a big cultural push and pull right, for that. You know? Exactly. Yes, exactly. That was like that um, was like before. That wasn't, yeah. yeah, that wasn't really advertised as being like, oh, look how progressive we are. We made yeah, the two and leads and like, yeah. uh, you know, uh, people of color or anything like that. But I think that um, it definitely was really cool to see. It's something that I noticed watching. It was like, oh, wow, the two people you're rooting for in this movie are not just like stereotypical white action heroes. Right. Um, <laughs> it's a giant that being said, there's lizard there's a, and wolf and gorilla. <laughs> yeah. There, there is the stereotypical speaking of stereotypes. Uh, this movie is just chock full of the tired action movie tropes you see over and over and over again. Uh, I'm not going to say you should go into this movie expecting to get your mind blown with all these like new and exhilarating things. They, it didn't it didn't like forward the action movie genre, right? Like I think that uh, it's just it was a solid film that if you liked playing the video games, there was way more references to the video games than really? I expected. Um, and I think that it's, it wasn't like the battleship movie, right? Where it's like, right. they literally just named the movie battleship, which <laughs> and uh, like, I actually enjoyed that movie, but you're right. That is not a good example of a video game movie or a right. Game movie. Right. Uh, um, so, uh, I think that it, it was just really, really good. Hmm. Uh, they did, I, a, I, for me, maybe I'm just a sucker, but they did a really good job, um, making you empathetic with the gorilla before he turns into a giant monster (laughs) so you are actually you actually get emotionally involved or um not involved that's weird invested yeah you actually get emotionally invested in this this gorilla and in the rock and his desire to save his friend you know like it's it's pretty good it's a very good movie (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm yeah, very so. surprised and interested now. And and talking about this is just yeah. getting me more and more excited for the new Godzilla versus Kong movie. Oh yeah, coming. and that's coming out <laughs> what, like next week. Yeah, holy cannoli! I can't wait, man. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I re- I rewatched the newer like I watched um, Godzilla the newer Godzilla movie, and then um, Skull Island, mm-hmm. and then. The Godzilla versus. Okay, for for the podcast, we have to. Who is your bet? Which which team are you on? Are you oh, on Team what Lizard team or am Team I Monkey? On? Oh no! Don't do this to me, Matthew. You have and to that's, pick. That's what's going to be so hard. Is like they've done such a good job, and the new movies aren't perfect. Like like with all of these movies that we're talking about tonight, these movies are not like masterpieces of cinema, right? They're fun movies that are are you know just a good way to spend. They're popcorn movies, right? right? Right. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, when you go see a King Kong movie, you're expecting Kong to end up being like the good guy. Right. Right. Yeah. Or the tragic hero. Right. Yeah. Like King Kong is just, yeah, like a tragically misunderstood character. I think that the new Godzilla movies have done a good job making Godzilla that. 
which is yeah. an interesting hmm. choice because in the past Godzilla's been besides like when Godzilla just like ends up beating other monsters in the past Godzilla's been the antagonist right like yeah to, to humanity really, dude there's right. some really cool like video essays I I mean most people probably know who I'm talking about this guy Captain Christian he made a video essay on how Godzilla in his origins was not you know a kaiju awesome monster popcorn popcorn movie guy um he was like a representation of suffering of the Japanese people and it was super interesting to see that evolve over the years into you know a blockbuster character um and so I think that yeah to your point it was cool with the latest movie how they changed the character a bit to get to answer your question um yeah okay gut instinct you got to just go with like who's your team the lizard or the monkey you know i am on team monkey and i always i really i really want to be team monkey i really really do (laughs) i really do but godzilla has like the power of nuclear energy on okay 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 all all of that aside no combat power whatever just what? which, which do you prefer? Like saying- okay, yeah. Well, the, uh, in terms of like the character, like what they look like, you know, their history of movies, which do you prefer? Godzilla or King uh, Kong? It's, okay, it's got to <laughs> be King Kong then. Okay. Yeah. I, I, right. I think if you're talking about who's going to win, I think oh, they're going to have I some, think like, winning, winning status, Godzilla by far, right? Yeah. yeah but yeah. I think they're going to have some like BS. Oh, of course. Yeah, Mechagodzilla like, is going to show up they and they're going to team up. winners in our hearts. Yeah, they have an anime <laughs> moment where they team up against Mechagodzilla. And... Exactly. That's what it's going to be. Oh, speaking <laughs> of which, how crazy was that that the whole Mechagodzilla thing got spoiled because of the toy line? Did you hear about that? Yeah, I did. People people were looking at like the trailer frame by frame and they yeah. saw a shot of Godzilla who had like a red body and they're like, yeah, that looks like mecha Godzilla. And right. then like the next day <laughs> the toy got spoiled. That was hilarious. Yeah. Ah, oh, man, that was a tangent, but it's kind <laughs> of the quite same a thing. tangent. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, getting back on track here. A couple of days ago, Polygon wrote an article about a new movie coming out that just got the director of the movies wanted and Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter. Uh, the reason why I'm not saying his name is because it's like a long <laughs> Russian name that I don't understand. I can't pronounce. Um, but he is got attached to a movie that uh, is basically an animal crossing horror film. I can't wrap my mind around that yeah. <laughs> animal crossing, animal crossing <laughs> the Nintendo game. That's about these lovely, you know, cute uh, island villagers or or, yeah. uh, or, pe- or people, you know, just trying. You're trying. It's basically a farming and and house simulation. You know, it's like yeah, it's it's um, called it's the serotonin game. That's all. Yeah, it it's is. a serotonin yeah. game. It's it's pure happiness and joy. And some <laughs> sicko on the internet made a short film that turned it into a horror uh, piece. Um, I actually did last night make the mistake of watching the six minute horror film you can watch it on youtube uh and it's pretty creepy <laughs> it is it so the, like the, the general premise of it is um this girl is it's at late at night she's in bed playing animal crossing we've all been there right in bed with the light you know playing all the lights off playing your game or whatever and she is in animal crossing uh, kind of hanging out in her house in her room and she's modeled the room to look exactly like her room in real life right mm-hmm. um and then she gets up out of the bed in the game and goes over to her dresser drawer and opens the drawer and then the drawer in her actual IRL room opens <laughs> <laughs> and she closes it and it closes and then she kind of like, thinks, huh, that's weird. And she goes over to the lamp and turns it off and the lamp turns off in her room. She turns it back on. It turns back on (laughs) by itself. And then in the game, she sees this like monster in the shadows in like the corner in like the hallway to her room. Um, and yeah, I'm not going to spoil the rest of it, (laughs) (laughs) but you can probably guess. Right. Yeah. But you're saying uh, that this is, a full feature film now. Yeah. So apparently they have, they're 
going ahead. I don't know if they're actually going to use Animal Crossing because uh, Nintendo letting their IP. Be oh no! I would bet. I would bet any amount of money against that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So actual Animal Crossing going to brand. like substitute it with like a a very similar type of game. Um, but yeah, it's it's that's Jeez. what they're doing. They're making wow, a film based stuff. Very intrigued, especially because yeah. yeah, what he directed, Wanted, and yeah. Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, cool. Vampire Hunter. I don't know if you ever saw that movie, but uh, Nathan was, tells me about it. Yeah, it is memorable <laughs> to say the least. Um, yeah. So speaking of horror films, go ahead. Yeah. And, yeah. Tell um, us about our last pick here. For the Five Friday. Nights at Freddy movie um, yeah. it, that we've all like heard whispers about. It starts filming this spring, which is super um, interesting and exciting. Yeah. That was one of those game series that, you know, I grew up watching uh markiplier playing back yeah. in like middle school when the game the series was first starting you know uh-huh. um and, uh, and i feel I like if- that was kind of the beginning of like the markiplier and pewdiepie like era of watching yeah these, that like, was definitely when celebrities play scary games mm-hmm. and <laughs> uh-huh. yeah five nights at freddy's and- was like you know it may have started with like the slender man games you know yeah, that was the yeah. first one that mm-hmm. got real popularity that and amnesia um, but, but I think Nights it was Freddy's perfected was, for Five Nights at Freddy's. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was like the perfect game for streamers to play, you know? Yeah. Um, well, did and, you uh, wait, wait, but before we talk too much about this movie, did you hear about that Nicolas Cage movie? That's what I was going to say. Did you see that? I think it's out. I think a lot of people saw it, but uh, it's apparently fun and really good. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's, it's basically like, five he, like fights Freddy's. animatronic, like yeah. animatronic yeah. robots, he, right? It, but the, the tables are turned. The thing is, because it's Nick Cage, they <laughs> made him like this night janitor of vengeance against all these animatronics <laughs> that are trying to kill him. And he's, you know, going around killing all of them. Right. Threatening his life. And I can't wait. I have to see this. I forgot yeah. that it came out. Yeah, it's like, why yeah. would you make that movie and then also make, like, when the Five Nights at Freddy guys <laughs> saw that, they should have been like, well, I guess we're not making this movie. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're still going strong. You kind of lost your opportunity there, you know? Yeah. You're too slow yeah. behind the right. Nick Cage. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't stay ahead of the Nick Cage curve. No, He's, never. He just is in everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay, well, that is our list of upcoming mm-hmm. movies and television shows that are based off of games uh, that we're excited about. If you if we missed any, if you know of uh, uh, movies coming up that you want us to talk about, reach out to us. Uh, the best way to do that is our, on our email, virtuallyanalog at gmail.com. You can also join our Discord. Um, you can find that info on our website, virtuallyanalog.info. And yeah, come tell us tell us what we what we might have missed. But um, <laughs> moving right along, so uh, to to kind of go off that topic, uh, I want to talk a little bit since all of those were based off of video games. I want to talk about some recommendations for t- uh, for movies and TV shows that are based off of board games. There's not a whole lot out there, and you probably have heard of these already. Mm-hmm. Um, but the my favorite. My favorite of all time, it's one of my favorite movies as well, is is Clue. Um, Clue yeah. is a fantastic, it's an older movie, it's a, but it's fantastic. Uh, it was famous because the endings were different depending on what theater you saw it at. No um, way. Yeah. So there's what? actually, if you watch it on DVD, they'll play all of the endings right after another, right? Which is oh. a great... Which is a great nod to the board game. Besides, like the characters and the setting, the the move the movie is not like super closely related to the board game. But what the what the great nod to the to the board game was was that there's alternate endings possible. Which That's is crazy. <laughs> fitting, which is fitting for the game because it's randomized, right? Like who killed what and where is randomized every time you play clue. Mm-hmm. And so they randomized the ending of the movie to match that, <laughs> uh, which is really, really cool. Not that only is, is it incredible. Great, I didn't know that. Yeah. Not only is it a great film with Tim Curry is just amazing. And it, Tim Curry's amazing in everything, <laughs> but clue is, is uh, just really fantastic. And the fact that they nodded to the, they, they had this nod to the board game makes it something definitely worth watching if you love board games. Yeah, I, um, I'd seen it like several years ago, but uh, yeah. I, I don't remember the multiple endings and I had no idea about the 
different yeah. theaters thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next one is a more, definitely way more recent uh, show. And most people have it got super popular last year. Most people listening has, have probably seen it already. Uh, it's the show on Netflix called Queen's Gambit. Uh, it's a show about chess. It's very, very, very good. I watched it. Uh, pretty pretty shortly after it came out, I think I, I think I think we've talked about a little bit on the show already, but mm-hmm. um, uh, I, I I said it then I'm gonna say it again now for anybody who hasn't heard us talk about it that I think it's a show that's that's more than just about chess. If you don't care for chess at all, if you have no reason to care about chess, I still think that this show is worth watching, and that's why it. It got so popular is that it's more of a show about tragedy and loss and the human condition and addiction and overcoming all of those things Mm. and like the human triumph. Um, I think that it's based off of a book, which I haven't read, but I've heard pretty good things about. And uh, yeah, I watched the movie. I loved it. I I am really fascinated with like Soviet era Russia. I think that especially when it comes to chess and like uh, and not just chess, but like the space uh, program, cosmonauts and stuff like Mm -hmm. anything that Americans were scared of the Russians because they were so much better at those things. (laughs) Right. Uh, Right. I'm not saying that the cosmonaut program was better than our program, but like especially in chess, like the even till this day. Russian chess players are known for being just way better than American chess players. Right. Um, And so I think that that's really uh, real, something that was really fascinating to me. And that's something they definitely address in the show and like cover is like, you know, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't seen it, but um, I definitely think that it's a show worthwhile. It's on Netflix. Go watch it. It's really good. Uh, Matthew, have you watched it yet? I have not. Uh, yeah. I haven't been watching a lot of Netflix, but uh, sure. Yeah, sure. I'd be I'd be surprised if uh, you haven't heard of it. It's yeah. it's one of Netflix's big like pushers right now because mm-hmm. of how good it is. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one I need to talk about because the last time we talked about shows and movies based off of board games and we didn't talk about this my wife was furious at me uh she wanted me to talk so bad about jumanji which i take a little bit of umbrage with actually because jumanji is not based off of an actual board game uh jumanji is based off of like a mythical board game where like you could never actually play it in real life it's more of a horror movie than it is exactly exactly (laughs) uh yeah i remember watching when i was younger and getting just oh my gosh same it's scary like the spider scenes are crazy and when the, the very ending it was like so scary yeah, yeah, and Sheesh. the boy getting turned into a monkey—that was wild. <laughs> and like this idea that like Robin Williams' character got stuck in this world for years and years and years, uh, just, just really—it's kind of terrifying if you think about it. Uh, but that's all being said, it is technically based off of a roll and move game, uh, a fictional game. So I guess mm-hmm. it does kind of fall into this category. Uh, Robin Williams, rest in peace is just wonderful in this in this movie uh if you haven't seen it what are you doing go drop what you're doing yeah <laughs> stop and listening to this podcast. it's go to be noted the yeah. newer ones with the rock and jack yeah. black and going and, back uh, to the rock Karen yeah Dillon and and, uh, and um, kevin hart you know? yeah kevin hart yeah super great they're super yeah. funny yeah, I think Jack Black playing a teenage girl <laughs> is yeah. just one of the Perfectly best things casted. that's happened yeah. in cinema history. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's it's really good. Um yeah, the newer ones are are definitely worth worth checking out. But so yeah, um I think that before we get into news, we're gonna have to talk one last thing. Uh Matthew, what movies do you wish that they would make that were yeah. are based off of games? This was tough. I mean, this was actually your idea, but then when you said it, I was like, of course. Deep Rock Galactic would make an excellent movie. Even yeah. if it was like a short film or whatever, yeah. it would be so good. I mean, the, no, the, I think they could do a series. I think they could do a sci-fi, like big, oh, yeah. grand, epic series about. Right, right. Uh, and get Deep really Rock into the, yeah. the, you know, make the world feel very lived in. You know, yeah. like you're, you're these dwarves that live in this world. And work on this space rig and fly to this planet. 
make right. that feel like a very natural part of life and just get really into the characters yeah. and uh, the predicaments would make an excellent even like a horror film not as, but super suspenseful like yeah the like planet, a thriller, like an action thriller right I think it would the just planet be, will you know, kill you if yeah. you're not careful you know and yeah. that would just, a, sur- a survival a survival action thriller film oh yeah exactly is, or yeah. show or tv series would like just, in this aliens the style of aliens or yeah. you know what, what was that uh, will smith movie after earth or i mean you yeah. can think of so many examples but sure um yeah that would be great um aside from that uh i have a deep desire for another either standalone or another series i know they made a series back in the day but a halo movie mm. uh just such a well written universe um yeah and story you know master chief is a cool character who has a lot of uh uh, uh you know actually Looking at him, you would think like, oh, he's very flat, you know, macho, super powerful character, like the Doom Marine yeah. <laughs> from from Doom. But yeah. uh, he he has uh, some pretty good in depth character, um, and so I would love to see that explored. Yeah, um, especially like his childhood and growing right. Up his as childhood is kind of the most interesting thing. And honestly, uh, he there's a ton of Halo books, and I'm not saying they're all great books, but there's just a lot of source for content oh, yeah. like like um official in you like in universe oh, yeah, yeah practically canon most of them you know yeah they're canon, taken as, uh yeah. uh backstory which really fleshes out the character of master chief mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and also fleshes out the rest of like the world in this universe but i think right. that there's a lot of uh untapped potential for that for sure yeah yeah um it, it's like like the last of us in my opinion it's like perfect you know for yeah. tv Um, next game I was thinking of, uh, and it's kind of already got a style that would fit well for film is little nightmares. The game, you know, the second game just came out recently. Um, it would just be perfect for like a suspenseful, you know, like the second half of Coraline when it's very like, you know, well, you you referenced the number nine earlier. I mean, that, that is the movie, right? (laughs) Yes. I mean, the movie nine would be perfect. Like, yeah, very desolate. Like the main characters on the run. Yeah, uh, the the characters are all dying or whatever. Um, yeah. it, it's got a you cool could literally rip. just like take the movie nine, take the files, the MP4 <laughs> files, slap <laughs> little nightmares on the box cover and and burn it onto a CD. Slap little nightmares on it and sell it, and people would <laughs> would not yeah. uh, suspect that you sold them just a bootleg copy of nine. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. It's already yeah. laid out. You know. Yeah. Just get Tim Burton to direct it, and you'll be fine. Um, yeah. Sure. And aside from that, uh, next game I was thinking of is a good Zelda movie would be yeah. awesome. There's been a few fan. Uh, oh, right. Like yeah. YouTube mm-hmm. series that are like Zelda based. But I've seen Nintendo fan animations. So just protective of their IP. Yeah. Um, and I just don't Nintendo like Nintendo's. I think after the Super Mario Bros movie. Uh, Nintendo has been very wary. Of yeah, making rightly so. Movies. That's that's a, a fan yeah. favorite, but it yeah. uh, because it because of what it is, you know, not yeah. because it's good. Uh, right. Uh, what were we going to talk about next? Those were just like my ideas. I I haven't seen a ton of good video game movies that I could recommend, so I was yeah. just trying to speculate. You know. Sure. Do we want to move on to news? Or? Sure. There's a little bit of board game news that I want to talk about. Uh, Direwolf Digital, which as you guys have anybody who's listened to the show before knows that I love Direwolf Digital. They're a they're a video game and board game development company who made the digital version of Root. And they just announced that the expansion factions are coming for Root later next month. Uh, just the Riverfolk expansion, which people have been begging for <laughs> whenever Direwolf tweets or posts Facebook posts about Root. People are on the comment section saying, when are the factions coming? When are more factions coming? <laughs> uh, people have just been thirsty for these these expansion factions. And they said that they're coming hopefully later next month. So I am really excited about it. I wow. love the digital version of Root. I think it's great. But I have stopped playing it just because they don't have all the expansion factions on there yet. And the base factions can get a little bit boring after a while. So really excited for that. Um very quickly they just uh also announced that gen con the really popular gaming convention 
last year they canceled it. They just did Gen Con online because of the pandemic. They weren't sure if they were going to have one this year. They decided they are going to have it. They moved it to September and they're also still going to be doing Gen Con online. And they're also going to be doing like pop up mini Gen Cons at like friendly local game stores um, for anybody who's not comfortable, obviously gaming with thousands of people, (laughs) you know, Uh, hopefully by September, most people will have access to the vaccine and I would I'm praying that COVID-19 is going to be a thing of the past, but who knows where we'll be in September. Mm-hmm. I just also fa- found out, I just saw right before the recording of this episode, I found out that uh, Gen Con moved their dates to overlap with um, uh, Yom Kippur, which is super unfortunate. Um, a lot of the Jewish community felt kind of hurt and betrayed. And uh, it sounds like Gen Con, I don't think they can move the dates, but they're going to be doing everything they can to kind of make that right. Uh, obviously, issuing refunds for any people who can't go because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also what they said in their announcement that they're going to be working with Jewish organizations around Indy to try to offer services uh, to people who are uh, who need to do that. So mm. um, it's cool that. Gen Con realized that they messed up, <laughs> you know, and they listened to people's reactions. Yeah. And um, in my opinion, I think I don't I think they should have just moved it again or canceled it this year. Like oh, Yom Kippur is a big deal. And I think that while this apology and these steps are good to take and I, I applaud Gen, the Gen Con people for doing that, I think it might have just been better to say oh, shoot, these days fall on a very important day for the Jewish community. Let's just move it or not do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's it for some board gaming news. Matthew, what do you got for video game news? Yeah, uh, the only video game news that I felt, you know, kind of compelled to talk about was the, you know, the new character for Smash Bros being out for a while now. Um, Pyramithra, you know, the duo character, um, I would say I've played her myself and I personally think she's pretty fun uh, and I yeah. don't really mind her. She does seem a little strong, you know, a little OP, but uh, that could just be my inexperience. Um, it seems like the community is pretty uh, accepting of her at this point, but it, it's almost like an even split to me. It seems like most, sure. m- a lot of people are really frustrated with the character fighting against her seeing you know this happens with every dlc that's released there's a lot of pyramithras online right after the release and so it's tiresome you know playing the same character uh, online but uh aside from that a lot of people really love playing as her she's a great dlc character super fun to play and so yeah it's just kind of mixed feelings in the community um, people need to stop complaining. I mean, I'm not happy about the character either, but just deal with it. You know, right. we've gotten It'll so many great characters in this game. Yeah. So sure. there's really no reason to complain at this point. Gotcha. And that's right. kind of it. Yeah. 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 That's great. Um, do you want to read our email that we got this week? Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, we got an email. This begins. Hello, gentlemen. First off, slanderous misinterpretation of my comments. I was not saying that Lex talked too much. I was saying that the balance wasn't there because it feels like Matthew has more to say about board games than Lex does about video games. Secondly, I know a very knowledgeable tabletop gamer if you need a guest host. Thirdly, why do you think there's been such a long time for developers to realize board games are a moneymaker? Obviously, the digitizing of so many board games has made this easier, but why has it taken so long even since that has broken? Also, how do you think newly forming board game devs are going to absolutely fuck it up in the next two years? <laughs> <laughs> Sincerely, RoboCop's old body. Um. <laughs> so first off, I want to address, there's a lot to unpack here, <laughs> but I just want to address the beginning. Uh, I think that Shay is... Er, RoboCop's old body, I should say. Uh, I know it to be <laughs> Shay, a friend of the show. Like I said, go listen to their podcast, Broken Gaming. Um, I, I I don't think it was slander. I think that's a little bit of a uh, of a ex- extreme slanderous <laughs> slanderous misinterpreted. No, I think that uh, and he and, and they're referring to um, an email that Shay sent last 
episode where we talked a little bit. I used that email to talk a little bit about the imbalance of the podcast where I I believe that I talk too much on the podcast. Um, <laughs> and not, not, it's not even just an opinion. It's a fact. If you look at the audio recordings when we're done, which I do because I edit the show, um, <laughs> it's a, there's very much an imbalance of my audio versus Matt's audio. Um, and so so I've been trying harder to uh, to address that and to let Matt speak more. I'm not saying I'm succeeding at that just yet, but <laughs> it is something I kind of piggybacked Shay's comment where Shay talked about how, um, you know, they wish we talked a little bit more about video games as opposed to board games. Uh, I know Shay likes board games as well. So, you know, this, but I think that Shay had a very good point that this is a podcast about both video games and board games. And because I love board games so much and Matthew, you also like video games. We usually have mm-hmm. more to say about video game or about board games than about video games. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this, this episode we did, we did better for this episode because there's not a whole lot of <laughs> movies and TV shows based. Right. On there's not a lot of content board. to talk about in the first yeah. place. Right. This, so. Um, so yeah, I apologize for my slander, Shay. <laughs> I, uh, I appreciate you writing in. As always, thank you so much for your email. Please don't uh, stop. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, secondly, you know, very knowledgeable tabletop gamer. Yes, we've talked at length on this show about how we need a third person, a third host, <laughs> to come in and talk about tabletop um, RPGs, especially you know. Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, uh, you know, that's kind of the gap in our knowledge. Um, yeah. Miniature games in general. Uh, third, why mm-hmm. do you think there's been such a long time for developers to realize board games are a moneymaker? Um, that's a really great question. I think that uh, for, for quite a while, board games have been seen as a very niche hobby and they still they still are a niche hobby like that's just the fact of the matter is that um you know overall the video game industry is this massive money maker on par with hollywood and television right um you know the new consoles and pcs and all these games uh they they are huge money makers and while Board games have become in the past few years a lot more of a moneymaker. They're still nowhere mm. near that, right? The, yeah. the monolith that is video games. Uh, and <laughs> and I don't know if they ever will get like the more and more we become a digital society, the less and less uh, I think there is a chance for board games to catch up with video games. Yeah. That being said, in fact, yeah, I'm sorry. No, you go ahead and finish your thought. Yeah. Yeah. So that being said, um, the more video games kind of take up this space, the more a vacuum gets created of these people who are dedicated to board games, who are willing to spend big money on on games that are almost cheaper to make. Right. Mm -hmm. And it it becomes this thing where you know, big video game developers are saying, Hey, there's an untapped market here that we should, you know, get, get our grubby little hands on. Right. (laughs) Uh, but it is kind of a dangerous bet. So that's the reason why, um, you know, Eric Barone and who, you know, the other people that worked on Stardew Valley only made 20,000 copies of the Stardew Valley board game because they're like, we don't know if this is going to sell. This could be a huge mistake, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, someone like me who loves board games can sit here in retrospect and be like, what the hell are you talking about? You guys sold out of that in 24 hours. <laughs> it's obviously going to do super well. Um, but, you know, I didn't have any money on the line, right? Like, I'm not the mm-hmm. person who had to be, who had to, uh, like, pay for, for the creation of that board game. And so there's no way I could have known that the that that it wasn't going to be a huge risk right so i think that's what why it takes so long is because it's a risk uh just like any other investment and and you know there are people who have to be very careful about what they invest in and, and where their money goes 
Um, so yeah, so just that's just kind of my my reasoning for why I think it's taken so long. I think that um, this past year, on the flip side of that coin, a lot more board game developers are realizing how important it is to make digital versions of their game and allowing people to test out their games digitally especially during a pandemic like that's 100% the reason it's funny mm-hmm. because like you know in 2019 and 2018 when I was first getting into the hobby of board games the idea of starting a podcast about the colliding worlds between board games and video games would have been laughed at right like <laughs> it's it, it's 100% this thing where it's like board gamers would have looked at me and been like what are you talking about? There's no colliding worlds like yeah, board games and video games are two separate things, right? The only colliding world is Uno on the Xbox. Like that's <laughs> the only. And now that, you know, we've lived through a pandemic and people haven't been able to get together for a year, um, board board gamers had to adapt and I just like I feel so smug thinking about it, like being like I've been saying for <laughs> years that you can have a great experience playing board games in a digital space and I've been laughed at and scoffed at, you know, and it just feels like I'm finally getting like my <laughs> just desserts. Like, yeah, right. like people, I'm not kidding. Like I'm not exaggerating. I'm not making a joke here. Like famous board gamers that I follow and I love have said on record that they would never play a board game online. Right. Hmm. They would never play a digital version of board games because it wasn't worth it to them. Right. And then when the pandemic hit, they're like, oh, by the way, we love tabletop simulator. (laughs) All these ways to play board games online. They're great. It's like, what the heck are you guys talking about? (laughs) You know, it's like you always got to be right. Right. Yeah. It it finally kind of uh, uh, I finally got a little bit of uh, vindication (laughs) for for my my love of of. tabletop games in a digital space and i think that people are finally finally realizing that concepts from board games can be implemented well into video games and the two mediums have this connection that's deeply rooted um and is something that we can't just uh pretend isn't there Mm -hmm. so um and the last thing Matthew, I'm sorry. Like I, Dude, I just no, said, I, was I enjoy to work on. <laughs> I enjoy listening to you. Also, you have much more to say about this these questions than I do. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know a thing, lot more about yeah thanks. the history. So right. Uh, the last thing is also, how do you think newly formed board game devs are going to actually fuck it up in the next two years? That's a great <laughs> question. I that is a all of these are great questions. Um, it what's is the, really. What's the company that's taking over? Um, um, oh, you're talking about Asmodee? Yeah, that's yeah, Asmodee yeah, is me. a prime example. I think a lot of uh, you need we, we're going to have to keep our eyes on like um, board game developers and publishers falling into the same pit holes that uh, video game developers have, like the EAs and the Blizzards and like these big companies that are starting to are starting to make a lot of money and they're realizing oh my gosh, if we employ all these people and like have stockholders and all this stuff, we have to find a way to become commercially viable 24 seven. Right. Um, and that can drive people to make some really stupid decisions. Um, and so I think that I think, how do I think, or how, yeah, how do I think newly forming board game devs are going to absolutely fuck it up in the next few years? Uh, it's going to be because of capitalism. I don't know what that looks like, but I think that um, just unregulated uh, capitalism, the free market taking its toll on this hobby that I love so much is yeah. really going to is really going to be if that's going to be the why. I don't know how that's going to actually look, but so it yeah. is unfortunate, but it's inevitable, you know, yeah. from the patterns we've seen in other areas of entertainment. So definitely. I mean, this whole podcast was about movies as well. You see that in movies mm-hmm. uh, and just the bastardization of Hollywood um, and and all that stuff. All right. Off my soapbox. Let's <laughs> let's close out this show.
You ready, Matthew? You ready? Yes, to go to sir. I'm, I'm ready. All right, great. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. Be sure to share the show using our website, virtuallyanalog.info. You can also use our link tree. That's uh, linktr.ee slash virtuallyanalog. Uh, both that and virtuallyanalog.info will take you to a place where you can find past episodes, VODs from our streams. I've been streaming a lot more lately. Like I said, I we did the board game book club. If you like books, if you like board games, go check that out. I'll be putting that on YouTube too soon. I have to edit it up a little bit, but um, uh, I've also been streaming a lot of, like I said, Stardew Valley, Slay the Spire is a lot of fun. Um, and Matthew, we're going to eventually get you hooked up so you can stream. Uh, yes, sir. It's been a, it's been a, a struggle to get connected to the Twitch world, but yeah, yeah. it's going to come. Uh, we're definitely <laughs> going to start Spelunky 2 as well. Um, yeah, I'm super excited for that, actually. Yeah. I'm yeah. excited for a nice, difficult game, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's not just getting sweated on in Fortnite. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can find also on the, the websites links to our Discord. Please join our Discord. Uh, if you Even if you don't have a Discord, it's free to sign up. It's the best place to interact with Matthew and I. We're mm-hmm. always on there. Uh, it's not a super active Discord channel, but I'm constantly posting memes and photos of my games. And you can go on there and post whatever you want. Um, mm-hmm. uh, follow us on Facebook as well and on Twitter. You can watch us play games live on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash virtually analog. Recently, we made uh, uh, affiliate on Twitch, so you can actually go. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can connect your accounts and subscribe to us for free every month. And we see a couple bucks from every subscription that we get. Um, So, yeah, so that's basically everything. Thank you so much for listening. And we will drop another episode uh, either next week or the week after. I think we're we're kind of settling on this two week. Yeah, it's a lot. more. Uh, That seems to be the (laughs) the most realistic thing. Uh, It would be great if we could get a weekly thing going. Maybe someday soon we'll get a Patreon set up and we'll and we'll make it a weekly thing. But for now, probably every two, three weeks um, for a release schedule. But Yeah, that's about it. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys next time. See you guys.